1: Today's first scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 8. Before we read, let us pray. Holy God, be with us as we read your story. Call us, transform us, awaken us. Let us hear what you want us to hear this day. Amen. From Mark's story of the transfiguration we read, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verses 32 through 41a. We read, they went to a place called the Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. He said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. "'I'm going a little further.' "'He threw himself on the ground and prayed that, "'if it was possible, the hour might pass from him. "'He said, Abba, Father, for with you all things are possible. "'Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, "'but what you want.' "'He came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, "'Simon, are you asleep? "'Could you not keep awake for one hour? "'Keep awake and pray that you may not come "'to the time of the trial.' The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping? Could you not take your rest? Enough! The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Amen. Amen.
0: How many of you celebrated the Super Bowl last week? Me too. So last Sunday, I had about 30 people over to my house to watch the big game. To be honest, it was a house full of controlled chaos. To eat, we had two dining room tables full of dips. We had 11 kiddos under the age of 16 who ran around outside because we had amazing weather and then came inside to play board games. Some who were there actually wanted to watch the game. Others were there to see the commercials and the halftime show. Every single person there, though, desired an excuse The Super Bowl is a great excuse to spend time together with each other in a small house. Some of us were family. Some of us were best friends, and some who came didn't really know anybody there very well. Through this time together, all of us made new social connections and most definitely strengthened old ones. It seems that we humans are designed for connection. Alice just read for us two stories. The Transfiguration, when Jesus was transformed into dazzling radiance on the mountaintop with his best friends there, Peter, James, and John. In the second story, Jesus is in the garden before he is arrested and crucified. And again, Jesus asks his best friends there, Peter, James, and John, to stay with him. It might seem odd to read both these stories on the same day, yet it's remarkable to me how similar these two stories really are. These two stories seem to show us an example of Jesus' need to ask his friends, his close friends, to stay with him and pray with him, one on a mountaintop and one in the garden. Could it be that Jesus needed his friends and that this could give us a glimpse into how close? And deep friendships and relationships actually bring us closer to God? Hmm. For the friends who gathered at my house on Sunday, it was not, repeat not, a mountaintop experience where anybody was transformed into anything dazzling, let alone radiance. Nor was it the gathering centered on distress or agitation, like in the garden. Nope. This was the gathering of close friends, gathering together, laughing, joking, eating, spilling. This was that gathering. However, All of these people who had gathered at my house were ones with whom I had walked as they had been through their own times of struggle. Some who were there had in the past struggled through a divorce. One family that was there had been remarried. One family I've walked through a death of a parent. Another family through a major health crisis. Another one through a major mental health crisis. And some of these people had walked with me in my own times of struggle. So one of them even drove up to the airport, 45 minutes north, to pick me up one day. Not just to take me home, but to drive me all the way south to St. Luke's South Hospital the day that my mother found herself in an emergency room in Kansas. These are those types of friends. These deep friendships that we form seem to be front and center in both stories this morning. I'm going to read for you again just three verses from the garden story. Listen now. The text says they went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John and began to be distressed and agitated. These three verses offer us a glimpse of one of Jesus' most emotional and vulnerable moments. He's taken his three best friends to a quiet place and asked them to stay with him and pray with him. Okay, we know the end of the story, and we know that they're going to fall asleep. But before they do, Jesus, the Savior of the world, asks his friends to stay with him and pray with him. Okay, so the one whom God put in Mary's womb, whom God transformed on the mountaintop into glittering radiance, the one whom God said, this is my beloved, listen to him. The one whom in two chapters in Mark, God will resurrect from the dead. This Jesus is the one who is asking his close friends to stay with him and pray. So this story in the garden is a stark contrast to the one on the mountaintop. The moment when Jesus was transformed into radiance. Jesus was on the mountain with these same guys. Peter and James and John. And they encounter the greats. Moses and Elijah. Jesus will join Moses and Elijah. And become the son of God. So you would think... That if Moses and Elijah are there, Jesus would not need his best buds to accompany him. But it seems that he does. Even the transfiguration would be incomplete without Jesus' friends. So these three guys, Peter and James and John, have seen Jesus transformed into an image of the divine on the mountaintop. And in the garden, they are now seeing an image of Jesus in a highly distressing, perhaps truly human moment. It could be that these moments are really the same moments. The divine moment on the mountaintop is also the most human moment. And the most human moment might be the most divine moment. And in these spaces, Jesus needed his friends. At the core of this simple truth, is that Jesus needed his closest friends on both the mountaintop and in the garden. This very human Jesus needed the disciples who were closest to him to support him in times of distress. Jesus needed his people just like we do. Eleven years ago, I buried Mark Avis. The pain of this death was felt by all in attendance. And the, those who were attending this funeral were me. I was a very newly seasoned pastor at that moment. Also present there was a very well-seasoned funeral director. And also in attendance were a handful of nurses that had cared for Mark Avis. Along with his mom. His mom was 19 years old, far from home, unknowingly navigating structures of race and class. And she was completely unsure of who she was and what she needed to do as we bury this tiny casket of an 11 day old i watch this young mom cry the agitated and distressed the guttural tears of a dream that has just died each seasoned professional in attendance joined that mom in tears. You see, none of us were fully awake to the depths of distress this mom was navigating in that moment, or that she would navigate her whole lifetime. The other one in attendance that day was Jesus himself. And you know, I remember standing there that day, And I can hear this soft whisper of Jesus, saying, I know this hurts. I don't want Mark Avis to be dead either. I will love him, and I will hold him until you can join us. Because in that moment, Jesus was holding that tiny baby wrapped him in dazzling, radiant cloth and took Mark Avis to be with God, with Moses, with Elijah, and with all of Mark Avis's ancestors. We surround each other in times of distress because Jesus Son of God, Savior of the world, shows us that we need each other. And in each other, we catch a glimpse of Jesus' own words and eyes and hands and feet in this world. We catch a glimpse of Jesus incarnated here on this earth. Jesus needed his friends on the mountaintop and in the garden. Jesus needed his friends to laugh as well as to stay and pray. We need all of this, too. So whether it's at the Super Bowl party with hundreds of dips or in the midst of distress and agitation, we need relationships with each other that we can count on in the good times and in the hard times. So this week, I invite you to take time to reach out to your people and connect a little more deeply than you were before. I also invite you to reach out to those relationships that don't feel very close, and reach out to those people as well, for we all need deep and close relationships. Because when we are, we are catching a glimpse or showing a glimpse of Jesus Christ incarnated on this earth, Jesus Christ being real and present to all of God's people. So take time to remind yourself and your people that we need to be in relationship. And that just like Jesus, we need friends who we can call on to stay with us and to pray with us. So we pray all this in the name of the God who is the giver of life, Jesus who seeks us out, and the Holy Spirit who surrounds us all. Alleluia and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.